is up my sunlight samurais, my andronauts, alpha in the males. If talk about copper on your LH, testosterone, six of mining globulin, free testosterone. How effective is copper and are you actually consuming enough copper to maximize your testosterone? Right, so this is the article that I wrote. Shout out to my wife for creating a fantastically great cover for this article right here. And uh, so let's dive into how much copper you actually need and the optimal amount of copper. And are you actually consuming enough copper in the first place? So copper intake has been declining over the years and it appears that a large fraction of the population does not even consume the recommended daily allowance of 0.9 milligrams per day, let alone the optimal intake of copper, which is 2.6 milligrams per day, according to this study. So in the EU and in the UK, half of the adult population consumes less than recommended amount of copper. And in the USA and Canada, at least a quarter of the population consumes less than the estimated average requirement. And uh, another study found that over 80% of the population may get less than the RDA, which is 0.9 milligrams per day for copper from food. Around one third of the diet contains less than one milligram of copper daily and 61% contain less than 1.5 milligrams and only 18% of the diet exceeds two milligrams per day. So uh, if you're not eating high copper foods, like animal foods specifically, like oysters and liver, you might not be consuming enough copper. And copper is very important for energy production, testosterone, LH, and so on. So the first step, copper on LH. So the effects of copper and LH release may occur in different mechanisms. So copper has been shown to directly promote LH release by enhancing the activity of GnRH receptors amplifying GnRH release activity of prostaglandin E2, binding to GnRH1 and enhances or modifies its receptor binding activity, binding to neuroconin B, a peptide that indirectly modulates GnRH release, and complexes with GnRH2 peptides, which stimulates LH as well as the production of testosterone independent of LH. So a lot of GnRH and LH talk there, but copper helps to increase LH and can even indirectly stimulate testosterone production by binding to GnRH2. All right, so copper on six hormone binding globulin. So they supplemented these guys, these people with eight milligrams of copper for a few months. You can see follow-up months, six months or so. So copper by increasing seroloplasmin lowered sex and binding globulin. So I didn't add this graph, but you can see like their serum copper was more or less the same over six months, whereas seroloplasmin increased and six on binding globulin decreased. So it's not just about supplementing copper, it's actually about increasing your seroloplasmin because some people, by supplementing copper, the body is not utilizing that copper to create seroloplasmin and you need thyroid hormone for that to happen. So as seroloplasmin goes up, which the sweet spot seems to be 35 milligrams per deciliter, then sex on binding globulin is at its lowest. And then acid went down. So the, I found this most interesting because they supplemented copper for six months. But here by between four and six, seroloplasmin went down despite supplementing copper. So it might be that they were getting too much, maybe. Like, I'm not exactly sure why this happened. But sexon binding globulin also went down and then went up as seroloplasmin went down. So this is why I'm always recommending people to test their serum copper and seroloplasmin. You need to test seroloplasmin, especially if you high, have high sexon binding globulin. Now, I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to supplement copper. It's very easy to get it from the liver. So you can eat 100 grams of beef liver will give you 9.8 milligrams of copper. So it's so much easier to replenish your copper by eating liver because it contains all of the other cofactors you need for the mobilization of copper, for the storage of all of these nutrients, for the metabolism, like everything. Like it's so complex 
it's so much more than just supplementing one mineral, right? All right, so this was free testosterone. Let's look at uh, your total testosterone. So copper is essential for testosterone production as low copper leads to low testosterone. But on the flip side, excess copper can also lead to low testosterone because it's in heavy metal, it can cause oxidative stress, damage, DNA damage, etc. So in rats, one milligram per kilogram of copper, which is equivalent to 0.16 milligram for a human dose, significantly increased sterogenic enzymes, resulting in a raise in serum testosterone and LH, whereas higher doses, two and three milligrams per kilogram, inhibited the sterogenic enzymes and lower testosterone. So copper can likely increase testosterone by increasing LH, complexing with DNRH, being a crucial part of the electron transport chain to assist in ATP production. And ATP, there's a positive correlation between ATP levels and testosterone. So the, as your ATP goes up, testosterone goes up. So you, that's why it's always important to maintain a high energy state because everything in the body will work better when you're in a high energy state. And then also copper is a component of superoxide dismutase and catalase. And these are two main antioxidant enzymes that reduce reactive oxygen species. And we know that reactive oxygen species and oxidative stress, they damage the cells and that eventually leads to low levels of testosterone. So copper is extremely important. So I would definitely aim for that 2.6 milligrams of copper on a daily basis to make sure I'm getting enough for testosterone optimization. And uh, lastly, let's look at thyroid, right? So low copper can lead to elevated TSH and reduced T4 and T3 and cold intolerance. So I've worked with a couple of people that had cold intolerance and their temperature was low. And when you started eating liver, the temperature went up, the cold hands and feet went away. They feel a lot better. Thyroid, in function, uh, thyroid function improved a whole lot, right? So low T3 often leads to low levels of LH and testosterone and suboptimal testosterone to estrogen and low uh, DHT to testosterone ratio. So when you look at hypothyroid individuals, they will normally have a little lower levels of testosterone, little higher levels of estradiol. So the ratio is non-ideal. And T3 is also a very potent stimulator of 5-alpha reductase. So you have this 5-beta and 5-alpha reductase ratio. So the more hypothyroid you are, the, the lower your 5-alpha is, and you have like a 1-to-1 -one -one ratio of 5-beta to 5-alpha. So 5-beta creates 5-beta uh, androgen metabolized from testosterone that's anti-androgenic, the very neutral, even anti-androgenic. And so the bigger the ratio, the more androgenic metabolites you're creating. So let's say you are a 1-to-1 ratio. Now you're competing with a lot of anti-androgenic metabolites. The androgens are competing with anti-androgens. But now the, the bigger the ratio, the more androgens you have that outcompete the anti-androgens. So this is why that ratio is so important. And T3 helps to increase that ratio. And then also, um, food isn't the way it used to be, right? because the soil is becoming really depleted. And uh, foods as high in copper, including beef liver and shellfish, is not commonly eating in the Western diet, so people are really not consuming enough of that. And then muscle meats also contain a high ratio of zinc to copper, usually up to 50 to 1. And consumption of large amounts can actually lead to a copper imbalance, but too much zinc can lead to a copper deficiency. And then organ meats, by contrast, has a zinc to copper ratio of about 2 to 1. It's much more ideal. So um, this was quite interesting that I found that the average copper content of fruits and vegetables declined by 81% between the years of 1940 and 2000, presumably because changes in farming methods that decreased the availability of copper in the soil. So as a result, the animals feeding on that soil-depleted uh, food, there was a reduction in copper in meat, cheese, and other dairy products are also substantial, 55%, 91%, and 97%. Like, that's nuts. Like dairy, dairy products, 97% reduction in copper. That's insane. That means you're not getting any copper. 
So when you go to chronometer and you're drinking milk that's been made from like grain-fed animals and the grains were grown in a soil-depleted environment, that milk and dairy products will have very low levels of copper. So this is why it's important to eat like free-range uh, animals and drink free-range or milk made from uh, <laughs> free-range animals because the nutrient content will be so much higher and that's what you need because these free-range animals very likely hasn't been feeding on um, these farmed soils that are soil depleted you know when you like actually get high quality meat and, and dairy and so on so and lastly to make matters worse the consumption of high fructose uh, the component in sucrose honey and fruits can induce a copper deficiency via impaired intestinal absorption so you need even more so since the average american consumes roughly 100 pounds of sugar annually this might contribute to copper deficiency so combine high fructose intake or high sugar intake with low copper intake, that's going to lead to problems, low testosterone. So consuming fruit and honey and fructose is completely fine. Just make sure you have more fructose, sorry, I mean more copper in the diet. And that's going to help to maximize your testosterone and prevent that deficiency. So markers of low testosterone would be low steroidoplasmin, low leukocyte copper, although this is a very, uh, people don't really test for leukocyte copper, low transferrin saturation, low T4, low white blood cells, especially neutrophils, low red blood cells, RBC, red blood count, and hematocrit, high cholesterol, LDL, triglycerides, and low HDL, fatty liver, high histamine, and low noradrenaline. So you're struggling to focus, you're not really getting in the mood, uh, having low libido, brain fog, uh, those kind of stuff. It's basically caused by the low nor noradrenaline. All right, guys, so copper is important. Most people are not eating enough copper. Make sure you have liver quite frequently because that's one of the base sources of copper. If you don't like it, find a good recipe. You need to get some a liver in your diet. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful and I hope this I hope this convinced you to start eating more copper-rich foods, not supplements. Eat copper-rich foods. That's going to give you the best results. All right, guys, hope this article, hope you enjoyed this video and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.